You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Today we're talking about beacons. Granola bars. Granola bars. Oh, Chase is eating a granola bar <laughs> Yep. while we talk about beacons. Because um, we, in the last episode, we just talked about backcountry gear in general. And we actually spent a bit of time on beacons, but I wanted to go into a little bit more detail about beacons um, particular brands of beacons, some of the features and stuff like that, because for those that are out there that want to get into the backcountry and want to buy a beacon, those can be kind of a daunting thing to, to shop for because there's they can get pretty technical. There's, there's options. Kind of options. There's a lot to beacons. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit um, to help you guys uh, and help all of us kind of um, understand the beacon market a little bit better. So... Um, Chase, Brandon, and myself, by the way, Greg, um, <laughs> we are the hosts of the Gear 30 podcast. Um, so Chase, being the buyer for Gear 30 and, and sort of being most connected to all of the new gear on the market these days, what are some of the main beacon brands out there? And, uh, and then what are the brands that we carry at Gear 30? Um, main brands, Peeps, uh, Ordovox, BCA. Berivox. How do you, how do you say that? Berivox? Berivox. It's Mammoots. Okay. Um, Avalanche Transceiver. I think those are... Those are kind uh, of... Oh, A-Arva? A- is that what it's Arva, called? Yeah. Arva. Mm-hmm. Those are probably, probably like the, the main... Yeah. The main might, beacons. Might be some Euro brands that we don't know about, but those are the main ones over here. Anyway. And we carry Ordovox and... Peeps. Peeps. Yep, which is now they've rebranded them as just Black Diamond oh, beacons. Really? Yeah, it's Not it's a Peeps bad. beacon with a <laughs> right with a is BD really? yeah BD skin on it. So it's like a the Black Diamond. The Pro is like the BD Bluetooth. I think they I can't remember what the what the direct translation is, but it's the same beacon, same software, same operating system, all that stuff. But it's now they're called just Black Diamond beacons. Um, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and like you're just, so I'm you're just, so against change. I, I think Black Diamond has better branding, but but Peeps, Peeps might, has people been like know the, Peeps. It's well, like the Kleenex. Of, exactly, it really of is. Beacons, you know. Like my dad knows nothing about backcountry gear or backcountry travel or anything, but he knows that you need a Peeps. <laughs> shovel and probe interesting he doesn't yeah. even he doesn't call it a beacon he calls it a peeps because back in the day with the one like you bring your peeps <laughs> right. right so 
that's why I'm against it. I think it's a mistake because, I mean, I think it should still be, you know, you could put black diamond on it if you want, but I think it should still be branded peeps mostly. And then, I don't know, but maybe people in the U.S. know black diamond better and in Europe they know peeps. I don't know, but it seems like a mistake to me. Anywho. But what do I know? They, they got, they're all black diamond now. It yeah. operates the same. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, now you got to take your, your BD and your shovel and probe. Yeah, exactly. Um, so some of the, so we do peeps or black diamond, black diamond slash peeps and um, Ordovox. What are some of your favorite, your favorite models from uh, Ordovox? Um, probably the three plus. So they actually, was it the guide? Is that their, their like foldable like awesome really cool beacon that they had for a long time that like all the patrollers and the guides would use is that what it's called um i'm familiar with like the s1 the s1 was the foldable one i think so that one was awesome they cut the s1 i think last year in anticipation for a new beacon coming out and they didn't release it last year it sounds like they're not going to release it this year either. It's going to be released next year. Oh, wow. And rumor on the street is it's going to have, like, a, a direct line search. So instead of following oh. flux instead of following these flux lines or flux rings, if you heck onto the the uh, signal of a beacon, it can you can do a direct line to that beacon. That would be amazing. Right? Groundbreaking. No one's done it. And I think that's why it's taking them. Um, they discontinued that S1. This is from what I understand in anticipation of this beacon coming out, but it's taken them a little bit longer to get it out. But I'm um, talking to the rep the other day. That's what they're working on. I don't know where they're at with it. That's their goal right now is to get a beacon that does that. Um, who is this again? This is Ordovox. Ordovox. So I have an Ordovox, but it's it's definitely older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which, that's a good question. What about old? They still work. They say like... Like well, how they would you need to replace them? It's like five years. Five years is yeah, probably need new ballpark. Because um, they start to shift frequencies and really they just don't work as well. Yeah, and technology changes. And so, if you want, I'll ski with you, but you can take my beacon and I'll take yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man, I love mine too. So right. they're yeah. Um, I think from Ordovox to three plus, they just have the zoom in the three plus right now, and the three plus is a great beacon, good price. It has the flagging features. It's it, you don't really need much more than that. Um, so that one's about three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Think three ten. I think. And Ordovox does the their beacon exchange program. So if you are looking to get a new beacon, you have a five, six, seven. I think Cody's is like twelve years old. <laughs> like old beacon. Then you can. Maybe we you should can, all go in on a, a Christmas, Christmas present trip for, for Cody. Cody. Yeah. You can take a your old beacon. It could be any beacon on the market. You could buy one off of Craigslist or KSL that, that's way old. Take it to an authorized Ordovox dealer. Oh, this is dealer, a pro tip right here. Right? And they'll give you $75 off of a new 3+. plus. So Gear 30 will? Yep. And then we just ship that beacon to Colorado, and they recycle every single piece on that beacon. Um, cool. There's a, there's a company that they've partnered with in Colorado that does that. So, I had no idea. So if you want 75 bucks off a beacon, you can go buy one for 10 bucks. That's really crappy doesn't work whatever and get $75 off a beacon or if you just have a a beacon that you just want to retire you don't want to use anymore then 
go in and turn it in. It is nice sometimes though to keep those old beacons to do beacon practices in whenever throughout the year. Yeah. Did I see they make beacons for dogs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, peeps. Like specific make, one? Peeps does. Peeps yeah. makes yeah. one. And they, <coughs> they're on a diff <laughs> they're on a different frequency, right? So your beacon can tell the difference between a, a So dog. the dog can hear it? So you need the DSP the peeps DSP Pro. Okay. Because that one can differentiate between a human frequency and the frequency of the dog beacon. So that you can find your dog first and right. then find well, the yeah. rest <laughs> of the <Well>, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Make good choices, people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that uh, yeah, that's one one cool thing about the peeps stuff and mm -hmm. the black diamond stuff. Peeps. Like if I had an order box I couldn't find the peeps buried dog. Or like for real? No, it, it only works with peeps. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a specific well. feature that they. And I don't know, I I don't know if peeps in the U.S. is just all BD, or if I, I don't know exactly how that's working because I just went to Peeps website and they still have like a functioning website that's fine. Right. So I don't know. Maybe it's just because we've always worked with Black Diamond to get our peeps that we're a Black Diamond dealer. So now they say you get BD beacons, not peeps. I don't. I can't remember. Do we have any in yet? Have you seen them? No, we haven't. What well, they, they like? carried them last year. They they made the switch over last year. Yeah. So, so I'm f I'm very familiar with the older Peeps uh, beacons, the DSP Sport and the DSP Pro. But now they have the Peeps Powder BT and Pro BT, and they're Bluetooth. Oh, is that what the BT, the BT is? Yeah. Okay. So is that the only difference? What does the what does Bluetooth do though? It'll connect to your phone, so you can I think you can update it on your phone. You can do software updates. Software updates. Okay. Um, and then there's oh, other like readings that we'll bring back. I should really know more <laughs> about the Bluetooth function. Um, but I think that's the biggest thing is it, it can update via your phone. Um, I'm just... You're yeah. re current doing research in yeah, podcast research yeah. right now. <laughs> so the TX600 is the dog beacon. Um, and that runs off of the different uh, frequency, different frequency, and then so that you can you can uh, find that on the DSP. Pro, no, it's not called the DSP Pro anymore. It's called the Pro BT, the Peeps Pro BT, and um, and then there's some other features like the iProbe support. Mm -hmm. So the Peeps makes an iProbe, an intelligent probe, that tells you how far away the probe is the end of the probe is from the beacon so if somebody has an eye probe and they're trying to find you and you're wearing that beacon it'll it'll communicate and tell you how far away it is and stuff so that's kind of cool crazy sounds like a lot of tech in the backcountry but yeah yeah the eye probe has been around for a little while right yeah yeah it has they've got a scan function that will give you an overview of all buried devices within a detectable range so it'll tell you how many people are buried it will tell you, um, and then of course you can flag those people. You can. So the idea with f flagging is that if you've got three people buried and there's three people finding, you can be going and you find the first person, flag them, and your other two buddies can be digging that person out while you find burial number two and number three, for example. Um, you've got the dog thing. You've got an inclinometer built into the beacon so you can see what the slope is if you pull your beacon out you can use that as slope or just use your cell phone or an inclinometer wait <laughs> how does that work you point it at the slope you set it on the slope like 
Yeah. I, yeah. So you can either you can either hold it out in front of you and just like align the edge of your beacon, the flat edge of your beacon with this the slope. If you're kind of lining it up. Greg's can, closing one eye right now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, or you can just like set it on the on the snow on the slope. Um, and and tell how steep it is. Are you pretty good at just reading slope degrees I'm, right now? I can usually guess within a few degrees, within five degrees. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, thirty degrees to me is like the perfect thirty degrees and steeper is like the perfect steepness for skiing. And so if I look at a slope and I think oh, I wish it was just a little steeper, I know it's under thirty degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and well, I mean, yeah, that's generally true. So what are like most, I don't know, like to compare like a black diamond run, is that like a 30, 40 degree? Uh, no, or is that like 40 degree is steep. Like yeah. if you're on a 40 degree slope, you'll feel like, whoa, this is steeper than mm. normal. I would say the average black diamond run is probably 30 degrees, Okay. Um, 30 to 35. But 40 is like, that's a steep run. 45 degrees, that's really steep. 50 degrees, that's like, whoo. It's like Alaska. Yeah, that's steep, steep. steep. Um, which is crazy. When I was skiing as a teenager, I, I thought it was pretty hot stuff. And, and so in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, I could ski 50 degrees, no problem. And then I got on a 50, I was on a 53-degree slope skiing off the Pfeiffer Horn with uh, James a couple years ago. Now, it was extra scary because there's cliffs below us and you can't fall <laughs> oh, or, you'll, or you're yeah. in big trouble. But holy smokes that was steep like <laughs> really steep we had to be on the ball and james skied it pretty well like without much problem and i was puckering like crazy like, <laughs> it was terrifying and mainly it was i think if it was a like a mellow run out it would have been no big deal but there were cliffs below us yeah. and so i was like ooh, jump turning the whole thing i was that was scary so anyway yeah um so back to beacons. So we have the peeps. We'll mm -hmm. have the Ordovox. The yeah, Ordovox oh. and peeps. The Pro BT and the Powder BT. And I'm mm -hmm. guessing the Powder is the one is that's the replacing the Sport. Yep, and the Pro is replacing the Pro. And so the Powder BT has all the features that you need to find your buddies. Um, it, you can even flag people mm -hmm. um, with that. It's just not going to have the dog support. It's not going to have the iProbe support, not going to have the built-in inclinometer, some of those types of things. has a smaller search range as well, I believe, right? Uh, probably. Which uh, we talked about isn't a huge deal. Well, it's got 60 meter, and I think that the Pro is... Oh, I think the Pro is uh, 60. 60 meter, yeah, yeah, so the same. Um, so really, it's like if you if you want your dog to be beeping... Then uh, <laughs> to be alive. Then get your peeps, uh, peeps brand, but otherwise, or get the pro, but otherwise the sport or the uh, the uh, powder, I guess is what it's called now, would be great. Yeah, that's what I've got right now. It's a great beacon. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I've always been a been a fan of the peep stuff, and you know I have a backcountry access beacon, the Tracker Two, and I really like that. I like it because it is um, just so simple really easy to use and very simple um but i was actually surprised when years ago i i wa i read a review where they brought all these different beacons in with a whole bunch of avalanche professionals 
and recreationalist and they had them try all of the different beacons and the peeps came out on top as <coughs> the easiest to use for a new person wow which surprised me yeah um but they thought it was the easiest to use so it's um, because the way they draw their little people on there <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe um but anyway so the peeps is really good for that um the ordovox i've that was the first beacon first brand beacon that i used and they were my favorite for a long time based on just the stats and uh but i haven't used them in quite a while so um is there anything specifically uh about the ordovox that makes them stand apart in your mind um they are very easy to use yeah ease of use is like i think they're probably more simple than the yeah. peeps I don't know. Peeps is pretty easy to use. They're they're all they they've all become very very simple. Yeah. Especially with the digital displays and stuff they have now. Used used to be with the analog stuff, you had to practice a lot. With the digital displays, um, they're easy to follow. Yeah, and I the Ordovox has the smart antenna, uh -huh. um, which is that third antenna, but it not I guess most beacons now have a third antenna. Um, but I believe the smart antenna is like that gyroscope within the beacon so it can tell which way you're laying and it will send the strongest signal out to whatever flux line is going to be best received. Wild. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah, um, just as a little bit of explanation, back in the day when they only used two antennas in a beacon, if a beacon landed vertical or if you stopped vertical and it was oriented vertical, it would send out flux strings out of the antennas vertically. To, the, to like the moon yeah yeah <laughs> instead of horizontally and so um there would be times depending on the orientation of the beacon where it was hard to hard to follow those mm. rings into the beacon um so now most of them have three antennas so one on the x axis one on the y axis and one on the z axis that'll send out signals in all different directions so you're much more likely to um to well you're not much more likely, but you definitely will have a signal that you can more easily follow. No matter how you're buried. Right. And how it's, okay. Now, I could be wrong on this, but like you're saying with the smart antenna, I think uh, it can tell how it's oriented and it will use the antennas that are going to give you the best find and it'll put all the energy into those antennas um, for yeah. a better, That's how I understand better it. range, more powerful signal, some of those types of things versus just all of them at the same time. What about, um, I've heard, I don't know if it's rumor or not, but like, don't put it next to your cell phone. Uh, what about like smartwatches? You know, where should you place your, your beacon on your person? Yeah. So I've heard, uh, somebody told me that rule of thumb is keep them three feet away if possible, uh, from your beacon. So keep your cell phone, your GoPro, all those other things three feet away from your beacon if possible that's quite oh, a bit that's pretty far yeah yeah, yeah. So, well and if you put it in your pocket right here are you going to be buried like this like is your knee going to be into your chest so it's kind of like i think they say the safest place to put it is in your pack um but then like your beacon no no your, your cell, cell phone, phone. Yeah. yeah yeah it's <laughs> kind of don't, don't put your beacon yeah. no you're because typically you're gonna wear your beacon on your chest or some people put in like their bib pocket. Yeah, there's some. There's sometimes there's specific pockets in apparel that you can put your bib in, mm -hmm. um, depending on how you like to feel with it when you're. I like it close to the body. Yeah, I like it, it right doesn't move around too. so much. Yeah. Um, as long as you have a pocket that can't tear off, you know, they say it's safe to put it in your 
your bibs, whatever. Um, yeah, it's that's a, where to put the phone is kind of a difficult one because how are you going to be buried? Um, yeah, I don't know. Vertical, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. With your beacon sitting flat like this is the most prime area to be way to be buried. But is that going to happen? Probably not. You're probably going to be like this, or who knows? So, and then it's yeah that yeah. And then you've got like Backcountry Access is one of the big brands, especially here in the U.S. I have the Tracker too, and I've loved that because it's so basic, very easy to to use. That's what my wife has as well. She she can use it like a pro with, I mean, very little coaching, and she was using it very effectively. And then we practice, and she'd get a lot faster at the finding. But um, now they have the the Tracker Three, and that is a pretty awesome beacon. Um, because they've made it so the processor one of the big selling features for the backcountry access is its simplicity and the fastest processor so switching from search to to uh, send and those types of things back and forth it's very fast um, and it's very fast at reading the signal and, and telling you where it is and stuff um, but the new tracker 3 is now smaller and lighter than the other ones. The other one was kind of thick uh, and, and a little bulkier, so they've now got it smaller and lighter. It has a, uh, I'm looking it up here, I think it's a 55 meter um, radius. Yeah, search area, yeah, 55 meter search area. Um, and then, yeah, it's just small light, but the thing that I've liked about backcountry access is they just are they're robust, they're simple, they they're fast, and that was a big thing. And and on that same review um, that I read a year or two ago, that was the big thing for them. That was I think their choice among professionals because they liked the how fast that processor was. Mm -hmm. um, anyway. So those are, and I'm not real familiar with Berryvox. I haven't used Berryvox before, and I haven't used Arva before. So I, I don't know that I would could speak on those. Um, but I really think between Peeps, Ortovox, and Backcountry Access, you've got really those three brands, I think, cover the whole gamut as far as um, features and benefits and those types of things. Um, but I've, I've, for me... If I'm talking to a new person that wants to get out in the backcountry for the first time, I usually point them toward Peeps or Ortovox. And, um, but I, again, I think the backcountry access ones are great for, for beginners as well. So this, uh, the Berryvox has a 70 to 90 to 95 meter search range. That's huge. Wow. And I think it can switch between analog and digital. Uh huh. And so the maybe the analog, analog has is a the 95. 95 and the digital is 70, I believe. I haven't read up on it, but I, looking at that, I think that's what um, the differences are. That's crazy. Um, sounds like looking at the Berryvox, it gets, it's gotten great reviews. Its range is, I mean, the best out there, but it sounds like it's a little more complex. So if you're just getting into it, probably not the best beacon. Um, as it's more complex to use than any of the other beacons out there. Was it on the last? Uh, last episode where you talked about um, the Ortovox rep saying you know having a huge range isn't necessarily yeah the best thing so and I thought that was interesting I'd never considered that angle 
but I get that makes sense to me. Yeah, he said unless you're like a ski patroller or a really experienced person, you don't stop when you hit that signal. You don't like look at your beacon and freeze when you hit that signal and start working slower. When you hit that signal, you keep moving until you get to your your more slow and then your fine searches, right? But if you're not super experienced, it, it doesn't process as well. And so he's like, that's why some of these guys. Yeah, because if it's beeping at me, I got to stop and look at it and see where I'm going and, mm-hmm. and and try and figure things out. And I'm gonna start moving slower. Exactly. So, but if I can get closer to the to the burial before I go into slow mo mode. Exactly. That's what he's. That's the argument. And so okay. yeah. So if you're really experienced, you're fine. But if you're not experienced, then it could likely increase your search time with having a bigger um, search that's wild. radius. Yeah, it makes total sense. So, yeah. So, so something to consider for sure. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully yeah. this conversation helps uh, clarify a little bit about beacons and kind of give you an idea of what type of beacon you might be looking for. Um, after, I mean, after you've narrowed it down, I guess, to to one or two beacons, then look at color and see which one matches <laughs> the jacket. <laughs> the best. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, definitely having a, a solid beacon... Um, they all are are good quality. They've all been tested rigorously. They're all going to be good that way. But the, probably the biggest thing that we've mentioned is you being able to use it effectively. That's the number one most important thing. So narrow it down to the maybe your top two or three and then try them. See if you can go to a shop and, and mess around with them. Turn them on and, and see which one feels most intuitive for you and has the features that you want. And then practice, practice, practice. So, uh, anything else? Is that I it? I think that hits vegans pretty well. Cool. All right. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please click subscribe and also leave us a friendly review if you would. That helps others find us. Um, also, like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero and visit our website gear thirty dot com. That's spelled out G E A R T H I R T Y dot com and see what awesome deals we have on um a variety of stuff but but watch for us we'll have deals on on avalanche gear and stuff like that as we get into the winter season so thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode see you out there